Hello and welcome to another episode of Why IT Matters. My name is Paul Madot. Thanks very much for joining us on this episode. Today I have Jim Jensen. He is IT manager at the city of Lake Elsinore in beautiful Southern California. Good morning, Jim. How are things? Good morning. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Say hi to everybody and provide a quick intro and then we'll get into it. Well, my name is Jim Jensen and I'm the IT manager for the city of Lake Elsinore and like I said, appreciate you having me on your uh, your podcast. Well, I, I appreciate you freeing up the time, uh, Jim. And so, so let's get into it then. Uh, the, the title of the podcast is called "Why IT Matters," and it's really a, a conversational podcast where I, I invite those that have chosen a career in IT to really uh, talk about their story and their background in IT, and, and in particular as it relates to 2020 and, and the year that 2020 has been, uh, the impact on IT and maybe your thoughts as it relates to uh, the importance of IT moving forward as we all try and envision transitioning you know, back into whatever the quote unquote new normal will be. And so I'm looking forward to you sharing your story. So you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Okay, so let's get into it then. Uh, your background I know is in the military. Uh, you are retired in the Navy, but I'm not going to do you uh, a service if I try and explain it. So what's your background in the military? Well, I'm a 20-year veteran. I, uh, I spent the uh, first 10 years of, of my uh, military career overseas and um, both the six years in Japan, four years in the Philippines. And when I got to the Philippines was the first time um, I found an interest in IT. Um, I transitioned back to the uh, United States for my last 10 years and uh, and um, then worked hard. And so when did you officially retire from the Navy? I was in March of 2001. So 2001. Okay, so March of 2001, you retire. Um, and then September 11th happens just a few months later. Um, any instinct to, to um, what's forgive me for not getting the title right, but to re-enroll or... Um, well, that was my first thoughts, actually. I thought that I might get called back. Called back, okay. Yeah, so, um, and it was more of not wanting to go back at that point because I was just kicking off my, you know, my uh, my career in the in the civilian world and um, was loving what I was doing. And, and so I uh, was a little bit concerned there, but yeah. Okay, so talk to me about your uh, initial... Um, interest or um, venture into IT. I know that you were talking before we hit record here, you mentioned that, well, the, the Navy was kind of moving into that. And that was really your first um, opportunity to to kind of get exposure to that. And so talk to me about that. Did you take to it right away? Was it a real effort right away? What was it like early on um, in terms of IT, even back 20, 25 years ago now? Yeah, so I had electronics background. Um, I didn't have a computer background, and obviously computers were just kind of coming into the fold at the time. Um, but the uh, the station I was at was was trying to network some printers and and uh, just trying to bring connectivity to um, that facility. And so I, I volunteered and, and basically had to learn on the fly on how to do it. And, and after um, you know. Um, learning a few things about it, it really sparked my interest and kind of really pulled me into knowing what I wanted to do once I did retire from the military. Oh, okay. And how, how long uh, were you exposed to the IT side within the Navy before you officially retired? Well, once, uh, once I uh, kind of handled that particular project, um, I maintained it while I was there, which again, I was there for four years. I probably maintained it for about two years. 
when I moved uh, back to the, the, the States, the United States, um, I started my own business. I was actually building computers as one of the, the first ones that started to do something like that. And I was literally building them while I was still in the military and selling them. And that was back when, um, you know, it was like Fry's Electronics was the only, only place in town to buy uh, hardware from. Um, and once I started doing that, that's when I really knew that's, that was the direction I wanted to go to. I really had a good time doing it. You know, Jim, I'm curious, the, the, the transition from um, a, a career in, in the military and serving your country and transitioning into, as you said, civilian life, um, was, was, that the, was that an easy transition for you? Were you out of work for a while? And what, what, what was your first, you know, next profession, so to speak, once you officially retired in early 2001? Yeah, so I really, um, you know, obviously you don't know where you're going to go. You kind of have an idea of what you're going to do, but you don't really have a, a good idea of where you're going to go. And and you have those moments where you're, you know, you're not too sure what's going to come up. And so it's kind of kind of neat. I was literally still in when um, there was a, a gentleman who was in the military. Um, he then retired and he was working as a civilian at a um naval site that I was at while I was still in and I was a QA for uh, computer-based training and he was actually a, uh, um, a writer he was a technical writer and so when he found out I was getting out he, uh, he called me up and basically said hey look I need somebody that can um, do the technical writing over here where he's at and he was based out of San Diego I uh, you know I told him I was like I don't really think you know, because I never did the technical writing part. I only QA'd it. I you know, looked and, and for, you know, stuff that was incorrect and made technical changes, but I never actually wrote. And so um, after he was egging me on, egging me on, he came back and, you know, I wasn't too sure I wanted to go in that direction. And he's like, hey, look, man, it's like, you know, it's $30 an hour and you can start now. And I was just like, hello, when do I, when do I, yeah, when do I show up? And, you know, we're talking 2001. So that was, you know, pretty good money for, for stepping out of the military and, all right, so you did that for a while there, and so you're in Southern California. Uh, I, I imagine, Jim, in in the 19, 20 plus years or so since you've been a civilian uh, on this side of the coin, um, significant changes to IT. And you keep me honest here, if if I'm off here, but I imagine that you've experienced just a, a a ton of changes in the IT world in terms of capability, demand, requirements, and uh, capacities. And so, um, talk to me about your your career and what you what you've experienced and the importance of IT to um, individuals and companies, uh, you know, leading up into 2020. Yeah, so, um, you know, when I go back to where I started and I look at where IT was, it was, you know, everything was physical connections and, you know, just some of the uh, the protocols were, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, they're you know, they're kind of prehistoric to us now. Um, but um, it was kind of nice to see how uh, everything kind of just moved into, you know, kind of cloud-based um, applications, cloud-based uh, uh, networking. Every, everything just kind of moved to a kind of a whole new segment that really shows the, the expansion that we've had over time. So it's been, uh, it, it, you know, it's kind of been hard when you go through uh, kind of a hands-on approach um, early on and then you move into management you see how it has evolved and now sometimes it's hard for 
you know, guys like me that maybe, you know, don't have their hands in it all the time to, to jump back out there and, and uh, you know, uh, be able to, to, to get out there and fix things like, like we'd like to. You know, as, as an individual myself, who's a, a third party to being behind the firewall, so to speak, you know, my background before doing what I'm doing now for a living is I worked at Xerox on the sales side for a number of different years. And, you know, even though we sold technology, I'll be the first to tell you, I didn't really pretend to know, you know, how it worked in terms of, uh, you know, uh, um, wide area networks and lands and internet and things like that. But what I did always remember was that, um, the interest in IT really heightened when things would go down. But until when, when things are running smoothly, much like even with the copiers we were selling, like nobody really cared what the logo on the, on the box was. But when it would go down, that's when it was, hey, wait a second, like m- maybe we have some vulnerabilities here. And so I'm curious about your experience on the side who would receive the calls, uh, you know, when things would go down. And um, did you f- do you find that some people don't really appreciate the importance of IT and what goes into uh, you know, keeping things up and running, they just kind of turn things on and just magically things appear. Yeah, that's that's exactly true right there. Um, I, I, I say this all the time, you know, we're we're sometimes considered a, a, a thankless responsibility because we, you know, we're expected to have our equipment up and everything's expected to work. And, you know, you don't get noticed until it doesn't. And, you know, I, I, I try to preach to um, those that work underneath me and, and try to preach those to those that um, are utilizing our services that, you know, we're, we're one of those shops that if, you know, we stay up 98, 90, 99% of the time, we're, we're doing a good job. And, and so, um, but it's always, you know, everything gets heightened once those things, you know, go down and then all of a sudden you're in the spotlight and, you know, the pressure's on you because when's it going to get back up and, you know, so it's 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 really a tough responsibility sometimes to, to handle, and your you know, your customer service skills have to be really you know spot on to to be able to you know you know plug through those things. You know, I I'm reminded of a of a comedian that I saw many years ago, and his name escapes me now, but he was talking about technology, and and it was more around uh, how we have become as a as a world. Um, so used to just instant results. Like there's just no acceptance for any type of delay. And so as I'm holding up my phone here, he was talking to how sometimes if, if you plug something into a, a browser or something or you go on an app and there's like a delay and the reactions of just a few seconds of like this delay, and he goes, calm yourself, like it's going to space, like and it has to come back down, like give it a second here. And so, you know, t- to your point, I imagine that on, on some levels, uh, it, it can be a thankless job, but I also imagine that you know, knowing the what, what you were able to create for the city you work for now, but then also in a previous capacity without it. Imagine how you know you mentioned prehistoric before. Imagine how prehistoric things would be today without uh, you know your department and people like you who've committed to that in, in that um, vocation. Yeah, I mean, if you could have looked at. Um the city of Lake Elsinore, you know, six years ago when I got there and just looked at, you know, how the, the, the connectivity was coming through, uh, the city, I mean, it was like a spaghetti run of wires everywhere. And the, you know, the, the, the server rack was, you know, had these, these fans that were literally like, you know, they were, they were not really connected to the, the, the base of the unit. They were kind of off to the side and they were blowing cool air just to maintain. I mean, it was, it was bad and, and it was one of those first first you know kind of 
um, exposures to to what I was kind of jumping into, and then I was like, "Wow, okay, we we got our uh, we got our work cut out for us now." So, Jim, twenty plus years uh, in, in this uh, in this field, uh, a number of different changes over your career in terms of the impact. I imagine um, IT was also impact with the mortgage crisis in two thousand seven, two thousand and eight, and and obviously the changes to technology today, even from even in the last ten years. 2020, as, as we record this in mid-July, um, certainly not the year that I'm sure you drafted up as you blueprinted what 2020 was going to be like on a number of different levels. And so I, I'd love to ask you um, professionally and personally, um, how you hanging in there with 2020? And then I'd love to get into uh, the impact that uh, you know COVID has really had on your industry. But personally and professionally, um, how's 2020 been for you? How are you hanging in there? We're hanging in there. Um, it's been, uh, you know, a unique year, obviously, um, with kind of the, the pandemic and how it's uh, exposed us to, to a lot of things. I think that uh, the good thing is, is we had a need <clears throat> to go in uh, a certain direction with uh, some of our our um, teleconferencing, and so just the, you know, it's kind of just sped it up really for us, is is, is how I looked at it. So. Um, you know, is it uh, tough to have to be put in this environment and go through it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been tough. And I think it's more been tough, more on the, you know, kind of the emotional and the, yeah. the mental you know, sense of everything. But, um, you know, from a standpoint of we knew we had to, to kind of go in a certain direction with just kind of how we were going to, you know, start doing meetings and stuff. And I think it kind of helped us kind of speed up that process. You know, Jim, as you just touched on it regarding the city, I imagine that the city was no different than, you know, just about everybody else globally for a time there. Uh, everybody, everybody was working from home uh, and it was just a different way of, of uh, being able to engage with each other. Um, how prepared were you, not necessarily for the pandemic, but for that type of engagement? Was it a real uphill battle for you to make sure that the the downtime was minimal or that the transition was minimal? Or were you guys ready for that in advance in terms of preparation and kind of preparing for this? What was that like for you back in mid-March when this really came to page one? Well, I, th- I think um, from an application or you know software standpoint, we were ready for it. Um, I think from a hardware standpoint, we weren't. Um, and so, you know, I think the, the biggest impact on us kind of getting things in place was everybody was buying the same stuff. And so the demand for it was, was so huge that everything was on back order. Mm. So that pushed us back, um, in terms of just how quick we could have, you know, probably got everything up online and running. But, um, other than that, I think, you know, it was, it wasn't that difficult of a hurdle for us. Okay. And so current state right now, we're, we're call it four months into it now. Um, are, are you a well-oiled machine within the city on the IT side, or are you still uh, trying to figure things yeah. out? Yeah, I think we have, you know, we have a few things where, you know, we're right now we're trying to work on, we're, we have a back order on a, what's called a, a temperature kiosk that we're trying to have in place. And, and um, you know, we have multiple locations um, within the city. So, uh, we have to, you know, we had to get a few of those. And so we're waiting on those to come in. Um, but other than that, I think everything else is is pretty much going well. Okay. Well, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, um, and so other than, you know, maybe the transition early on, I'm glad to hear that uh, the, the vision is pretty good here. Uh, you know, Jim, as, as we move forward, 
uh, whether you consider it from a pandemic standpoint or even just a demand standpoint as it relates to IT, uh, what do you envision for IT in the next 12 months, 24 months? Where do you see it going and how do you see its, uh, its role in terms of how we communicate, either advancing or what do, you, what do you predict over the next even 12 to 24 months? I just think things will continue to move more offsite versus, you know, on-premise. Um, and, and we've been going in that direction with a lot of things. Um, and, and then I think just, uh, you know, increased redundancies. Um, but other than that, you know, it's it's kind of still one of those unsure things. You, you, you have to see what technology brings. And then once you understand it, then you can kind of see what you can do with it. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that, uh, that that's the forecast here. Uh, listen, Jim, I've enjoyed you sharing your story here with you. Listen, last question for you. I always like to ask anybody who's a guest, if they had any advice for anybody listening who was maybe considering or early on in their career in IT, um, you know, any, any advice for them that's worked for you as it relates to establishing yourself uh, you know, within the field uh, for the period of time that you have? You know, you know, training obviously is is a, a huge part of it, but I think more than anything, you know, just the customer service uh, training that you can get, you know, the ability to, um, you know, talk to people and and let them understand that, you know, you're you have empathy for their their problems and you want them to, you know, be successful with the the, the job they're doing. And and the other thing is just making sure you understand everybody's. Um, you know, if you have multiple departments, you want to understand everybody's business. When you understand everybody's business, then you can help move them along. Um, and I think it's important to, uh, you know, kind of stage that with, with uh, you know, all the departments and then bring it all together. And, and um, you know, having a vision is, is uh, important. And I think that uh, the, the more that you can um, create a customer service type format within your company, the better you know, you're going to be able to handle it. Well, Jim, I think that's great advice. And um, I sincerely appreciate you being here. I, I've enjoyed you sharing your story and providing, um, you know, your, your background and, and your insights as to where things are at current state. So thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. All right, everybody. Listen, we're going to wrap this one up right now. Remember why IT matters. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, we'll do it again next week and uh, be safe, everybody. Mm-hmm.